Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. All right, guys, before we jump into the show, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. We've had several DNVR listeners and many DNVR employees switch over to Green Mountain Dental as their full-time family dentist office, and this is the best place for you to go. It's just outside of the metro area over there in Lakewood, or I guess that's still in the metro area, just outside of downtown in Lakewood, and you can check them out over there. Uh, It's a great place. They're going to treat you like family. And best of all, when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, they're going to hook you up with the free Sonicare toothbrush. So if you make the switch, let us know. Tweet at us and enjoy your new Sonicare toothbrush. Uh, and shout out to the people at Green Mountain Dental because they have been members of the DNVR family for quite some time. It's Green Mountain Dental Group. Check them out. NBR and we are live from Studio A. The, the A stands for a chance to turn the narrative. Oh, that's what the Broncos have this week. One. Thank you, thank you. I mean, I, I can just know. use I A. I can just use A for the letter A every time. That's it's the great. problem with it. Yeah, no offense, but I think that we can do better than that. I do take offense. Yeah, a yeah, lot you do. of it because. A can you can literally use A anytime because of the article. That's the best part about <laughs> yeah. being in Studio A. Yeah, uh, Studio B is a little bit more of a challenge, even though B can always be for Broncos. Right, exactly. Broncos, bowling, ball. You know, I started the bit because I knew it was endless. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, it could stand for bit. Exactly. It could stand for a bit. And if we, you're in here. It, it does. It does. It could stand for that. Anyways, uh, it doesn't stand for MSU Denver because neither of those letters are in it. Um, but Very MSU. Huh? Very good. Yeah, thank you. I've got a pretty quick brain. You must have went to MSU Denver. I must have. MSU Denver. Uh, .edu slash online is where you can go to see all they have to offer. It is the place to go if you're looking to maintain a full-time job while getting your uh, education furthered. And then you can get a better full-time job afterwards. So check them out, msudenver.edu slash online. My boys, what's up? So pumped to jump into a whiteboard Wednesday to break down how the Broncos turn that narrative, Ryan. And they go from beating teams that are 0-9 to beating a team that's 2-1. and Yeah, and... Real quick, um, I have an issue with this whole 0-9 thing. Oh, because the Broncos were responsible? Yes, I think everyone should be saying the teams that the Broncos have beat are 0-6 in games against all other teams. That's fair. Does that make it better? Yes. <laughs> it makes me feel a little better. Okay. Uh, it just 0-9 seems like, oh, they're, no, they're never going to win a game. Right, you know, like right. it feels like, because just it, when you're thinking about football, like if a team's 0-9, they're, you know... They're in the race for the number one pick. And I do actually think there's a decent chance that you'll get those two teams, one, two, and three. I think the Giants will be the ones to mess that up um, and win a couple along the way. But anyways, it should be a team. Those teams are 0-6 against all other teams because you you can't count against the Broncos the losses that they created. I I think that's fair. But you you know what's interesting is the only other winless team on the Broncos schedule – is the Detroit Lions mm. and the Baltimore Ravens were history away from losing to them three days ago. Yeah, but I'll say this. I think the Philadelphia Eagles are worse than the Detroit Lions, and they may be worse than the New York Giants as well, and they're on the schedule too. The Eagles like have sneaky playmakers, though, like – you know, like you can just su- you can find oh, yourself boys. giving yeah, up some big line, plays. Their line is shredded yeah, right now. Yeah. And the thing that gave you hope for the Eagles was the fact that they were strong on the O line and the D line, and now the O line is losing guys left and right. And 
Jalen Hurts is going to have to run for his life here. So it's weirdly that with all those offensive team. line problems the other night, they set an, uh, a modern era record for the least amount of called runs for running backs. Three called runs for running backs hmm. in that whole game. No wonder Miles Sanders did terrible for me in yes. fantasy. Oh, yeah. my. you started three. Him? Yeah. Wow. Whoops. Pretty crazy. That is nuts. Like, I mean, just ima- like, imagine if the Broncos had a game like that. I mean, talk about just failing your young quarterback. Totally. That's in, yeah. I mean, if you're going to like help him out, and I realized that, well, you, could, you can't even know if you couldn't run the ball if you only ran no. it three times. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, you got to run it at least, <laughs> yeah. what, five times to be like, we can't get anything going? Well, and then, I mean, you'd think at least five times a half. Right, like if you mm-hmm. if you run it five times in a half and you get zero yards, you're like, okay, we're not gonna do this. But in the second half, don't you come out again and run it? You'd think that, but do you remember? I think it was the, in 2014 in St. Louis. Didn't Adam Gase call like eight runs? Yes, yeah, and I, that that totally and they lost. That was not and, good for Peyton. And yeah. a true story. This has never happened to me in my professional life. An offensive coordinator coming up to me the day after and and apologizing for the play calling. How about that? Wow. Wow. And I'm sure he I, apologized to Peyton. He said, like, I, look, it got away from me, and, you know, we struggled early, and we just were trying to throw our way out of it. And I'm like, dude, it's okay. I mean, bad games happen, man. But, check, but check. Adam Gase's humanity with me when he was coaching the team is why, even though he's a pincushion for everybody else, I will not say a bad <laughs> word about that, man. That's what I always tell people. Just be cool to the media. Yeah, It'll yeah, take yeah. you a long yeah. way. <laughs> um, Miles Sanders had two carries in the game, Zach. Yep. One of them went for 24 yards. Oh, what? <laughs> so what, their per carry average for the game on these three carries was like ten, like eight yards a carry, ten yards a carry? Uh, no, even more than that because, well, so they had the three right carries for well. three carries for 29 yards. Oh, my. 9.7. And then Jalen Hurts had nine carries for 35 yards. He needs, I mean, wow. Oh, God. Is Sirianni calling the plays out there? I don't know. Yes. Wow. Uh, anyways, forget about the Eagles. Let's move on to the Broncos. Um, It'll be the opposite for this game. Everyone who wants to use this narrative against the Broncos totally has the license to. Um, sure. It's, for me, uh, I I think it's weird when like fans don't want to have fun with the team because of the, the opponents, but... The people who are saying, like, let's not call the Broncos contenders quite yet, I mean, have every reason to say so. Yeah. And the Broncos, I wish it came against a middle-of-the-road team first um, because if they lose, everyone's going to say, see, and it's going to be like, they lost to one of, you know, at least going into the season, one of the three best teams in the AFC. Right. Um, That doesn't all of a sudden make them frauds, which people will try to use if they lose. But if they win, it's all gone, in my opinion. You can't say anything about the record of their opponent anymore because they beat everyone that was in front of them every time, including, again, a team that everyone believes to be one of the three best teams in the AFC. And then they'll go on the road to Pittsburgh, who will likely be riding a three-game losing streak, and then they should win that game. And then if they do that, I mean, back-to-back East Coast teams, there you go. I can't stop thinking about Henry's plus 1,800 bet Broncos to start 5-0. and Incredible. Mm. It's right there, and it's this week. Yeah, it really, really does come down to this week. Now, well, anytime oh, you go into Pittsburgh isn't a, isn't a yeah. gimme. Don't jinx it. Don't say it comes down to this week. Because, I'm just saying, if you yeah. get through this one, yeah. I mean, you'll pro- he'll at the very least have a very juicy buyout. This is, this because is, they'll be favorites next week. This week is more difficult, in my opinion, than Pittsburgh. and Totally. Yeah, pretty clearly. It is, but at the same time, you've got a pr- – I don't want to look ahead to next week. It's but that okay. Means, we're not on the team. Right. <laughs> they would probably come into that game one and three because I think we can all agree they're not winning at Lambeau Field on Sunday, right, Steelers? And they'll be riding a three-game losing right. streak. Desperate team, wounded <laughs> animal. It's every cliche about the wounded animal being the most dangerous. You could say that very, about them this week, though, and a, too. And a very, but, yeah, they're going on the road, though. Coming back home, where if you, get a little thing, if you get a little thing, get a little momentum going, you get the crowd in your favor, and it's a, and the other thing is that the Steelers, they're not an ordinary team, they're not an ordinary organization, they're a very prideful organization, and I think they would show a lot of pride in trying to fight back. I'm just saying yeah. they're they're a lot worse than the Baltimore Ravens. This they week. are, yeah, for sure, they are, but I just wouldn't go putting that in the bank as a dub all right so the broncos are going to beat the ravens let's pull out the whiteboard and build Mm. a little game plan here um it's a little whiteboard wednesday so that's where we discuss just exactly 
how the Broncos are going to beat the Baltimore Ravens. And guys, I personally, I'm, I'm excited to see what you guys have to say about this. I personally don't think it's that complicated. Mm, I don't either, but I think there's one key that is an absolute must, guys. And you have to pocket Lamar Jackson. What I mean by that, keep him in the pocket. Mm. Now, he is capable of beating you through the air. He he has developed that. Remember, uh, it was his second year in the league, the first first year as a starter, and the reports coming out of camp during, during OTAs and training camp were like, he doesn't know the playbook. He didn't know that they had a new playbook, and he can't throw the ball. Well, he's mm-hmm. he's grown from that. He, yeah. he can win from the pocket, but he absolutely can destroy you through the air. Guys, the, the Ravens have the best rushing attack in the NFL, and Lamar Jackson is their leading rusher. So you can't let him escape on runs or passes. So to me, I don't really want a big interior pass rush pushing Lamar outside of the pocket. Obviously, we know uh, the outsides have to have to be disciplined, but keep him in the pocket. Made him be, make him beat you through the air because the Broncos are equipped to deal with that. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of different ways to do this. This, will, this is something I always bring up when they play teams like this. Um, and, and obviously, Lamar is a totally different cat than Russell Wilson. When they played Russell Wilson week one of the 2017 season? 18. 2018 season. They put together, and credit to Joe Woods and Vance Joseph, put together an insane game plan mm-hmm. for how they want to deal with him in the pocket. There was a lot of containment on the yeah. edges. So it's really hard to tell Von Miller, like, you just got to you gotta let him come to you because yeah. he'll come. Yeah. So just yeah. wait for him out there. Um, it's containment on the edges, and then it's also running stunts. So contain the edges, and then right when he thinks, oh, there's a hole here that I can jump through, you've Boom. got someone stunting coming right yeah. through there. That worked so well against Russ. Again, totally different animal, uh, I think, when you're taking on Lamar. But those types of concepts I think you can really use to your advantage. It worked well in week one. The Raiders did a lot of that. Their edges, their edges were disciplined, and you saw them stunting on some of their pass rushes. And it and it confounded Baltimore in, in pass pro. You're looking for a weakness in Baltimore's pass pro, by the way. It's more on the interior than outside. So that's where you're going. That's where the stunts are going to come into play. So you stunt Von Miller and you have him rushing up the B gap and you, you stunt Malik Reed. Same thing. You have Shelby and Draymond stunting across the interior of the line. I think that's the kind of thing that's, that can cause problems. And then when Lamar does throw, if you make him a pocket passer, then it's incumbent on the back end to do its job. You're not worried about that. But when Lamar is efficient, he's never lost a game where he's had a 100 passer rating. Yeah. <clears throat> I. So you said he kind of can win from the pocket now. I actually don't think so. I think that he can make plays from the pocket mm-hmm. in a game where they're also running the ball. Fair. If he mm-hmm. is forced to drop back and throw the ball. I don't know if, if you have uh, any stats on like what happens when Lamar has to throw the ball 30 times, um, but I would I, guess their, win, their winning percentage goes down pretty, pretty dramatically. Let's see, 30 times, and it's happened 11 times since he became the starter, and or, or my bad, uh, no, 11, no, 11 times because they're calm 12. 11 times, and they are one, two, three, they're five and six. There you go. There you go. Five and so six. So you have to stop the run and that's obvious i don't know if that's one of the next things here um to me it's actually one very simple part of the run you have to stop the dive if you allow them to get four yards going right down your throats you'll lose the game you will lose the game because then all of a sudden you're having to commit extra resources to the middle and then you expose your edges and lamar will eat you alive exposing the edges and just they have a lot of creative game call game uh play calls for once they see you sucking in uh as soon as you know your middle linebackers are taking one more step in because they're afraid that they're just going to get blasted up the middle it's just game over on the outside because they're running you know hollywood brown on the sweep and they're running everything um so to me <clears throat> it's not stop the stop the run. You you got to do that in every game. Right. Mm-hmm. In this game, it's stop the dive. Stop the middle. If you can stop the over the center on both sides, then you have a chance 
to blow up their whole run game. So what are we talking about? What do the Broncos need to hold them to in terms of yards per carry? Because they have a league-best 5.7 yards per carry, led by Lamar Jackson, 7.2. And despite being decimated by injuries at the running back position. You still have Tyson Williams, who's averaging 6.1 yards per carry. Latavius Murray down to 3.5. Uh, and then Devontae Freeman, who only has five attempts at 7.4. So, I mean, they're very efficient in the ground. Yeah, I mean, you got to keep them to three or less on that specific. Right. On that specific play, which they're just going to – I mean, it's just part of every series. They just say, all right, let blast one up the middle, see what happens. And Everybody has a bread and butter. That when everything's going wrong, what – still works for you. One of the Broncos' problems is they haven't had an offensive bread and butter, the one thing they could rely on. It used to be back with Peyton, the bubble screen. Everything's failing. Let's try a bubble screen. Let's get this working. That's the that's the play they run when they want to reestablish some stability. I mean, the interesting thing is in Lamar Jackson's starts, guys, they've only, as a team, averaged under four yards a carry six times, and they've won four. Yep. And that that's, that's why... You have to stop that inside, but you also have to keep Lamar in the pocket to avoid him getting 11 yards when he goes outside every single time. When it says pocket Lamar on the graphic, I think of that Instagram account that makes all the players little. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen that? No. (laughs) Oh, it's like, I think it's called like NFL minis or something. And then do they run around? No, no. It's just a picture of them like standing there and they're tiny. (laughs) What? Why? I don't know, but like the players like love it. They that's, all like reshare it to their stories oh, every time hilarious. the account makes. It. I can't believe you guys don't know about that. And it, because he's like a on pocket Instagram? size Lamar, huh? He sets on Instagram. Yeah, that's why. I don't well, I mean, it, it makes its way everywhere, like all yeah. viral things. <laughs> all right, Mace. I think this next key is for you. Yeah, protect the football, and that's that's kind of a, a bread and butter thing. We see the Broncos how efficient their offense has been when they haven't turned the ball over. Only two giveaways. This year, I mean, that's kind of that's the big that, that's the biggest difference between this Broncos team and the one last year. Last last year, for example, nearly eighteen percent of their drives ended in turnovers. They were dead last in the league. This year, only seven percent of their drives are ending in turnovers. This is excluding kneel down drives. That's eighth best in the league. They've completely turned that around. You obviously don't want to have the red zone giveaways like the, like they had in Week One and Week Three, but against Baltimore, you can't give them short fields. You can't you can't give them a leg up. So you win the turnover battle, you're probably gonna win this game. Well and that that is yeah that you could probably say that about, about every, every about every, every game, game that, that that is pretty fundamental. But yeah, thanks Zach. <laughs> no, I mean I'm I'm just no 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 but but to add to that Mace, uh the Baltimore Ravens are in the bottom third in terms of giving the ball away, and they're only average at, at, at taking the ball from you. So, they, so that yeah. gives you the opportunity to do that in this game. And like you said, Mace, if you if you do that, then you'll have a chance to win. And also, guys, Lamar Jackson three tu- three passing touchdowns, three interceptions. Mm. That is is not anywhere near what Teddy's doing with his five to zero. Yeah, and I think that you have a chance. Like you have a legit chance to turn him over again. You just have to get them in those situations where they're uncomfortable. They hate third and seven, third and eight uh, when they're telegraphing pass. Um, but you would, you add to that, all of a sudden you commit one too many guys to defending that pass and he's going to take off and convert it easy. And that's probably the most dejecting thing that can happen to a defense yeah. is you, you, know, you drop into cover three, cover four, and you've got everything covered and you feel and he's paused in the pocket and then all of a sudden you know you overcommit on the edges he pops out and he runs for i mean you're lucky if he runs for just eight right exactly and this is an opportunity for the broncos to get an interception off lamar jackson and continue their streak of getting picks yep all right kale let's pull up another one here and we have wait ryan do you want to yeah first first let's show them nfl minis oh we got it (laughs) Oh, it's like everyone else's normal size. Yeah, oh, that, that's amazing. Yes, I love it. That's a Brandon Ayuk there. <laughs> yep. They had a Kyler Murray one, but I thought you guys might get confused and be like, I don't see anything different. <laughs> oh, we knew John wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, let's go to the next uh, bullet point here on the game plan. Interior boost and guys. 
This is about the Broncos offense going up against this Ravens defense. The Ravens defense isn't what it used to be, guys. This isn't the the Ravens defense of old where you couldn't do anything against them on offense. In fact, you can run the ball on them. They're the fifth worst rushing defense in the NFL, which helps the Broncos here, but they still have players. Mm -hmm. Calais Campbell, we'll see if Derek Wolf uh, is healthy this week. And it's more so, this one's more so about the Broncos. Is... Uh, is Quinn Miners going to be playing? If so, is he going to be able to hold his own? Is Dalton Reisner going to be playing? This is so key, regardless if it's the starters or if it's the backups in there. Yeah, because the starters have struggled here too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look uh, look at Dalton Reisner struggling against Leonard Williams in week one. Quinn and Williams was, was breaching into the pocket. Do they have anyone week. named Williams? Well, they don't have anyone named Williams. Good, good. They <laughs> now, they do have a wolf, but he's been yes. somewhat unhealthy this year. So he's missed some time. But it's it's I'll say this. It's probably a stronger defensive line overall, but it doesn't have anybody like Quinnen Williams or Leonard Williams up front. So I think you have a better chance of being able to establish your footing on the interior if you're at full strength. I'm just I'm excited about Quinn Miner's long term. I'm just a little worried about him if this is his first start. Oh yeah. What he does. Yeah, and I would just say if their wolf is unhealthy, they should take it to the vet. Um, <laughs> and also, I mean, Lloyd Cushenberry, he's doing okay, but he doesn't look like he's making the big leap that I think everyone hoped he would this year. Yeah, Miners for me is really scary. Um, you just, I mean, you got to cross your fingers and hope someone gets ready so he doesn't have to be. Just because it's the level, I mean, he's never even seen competition half this good i guess the senior bowl would be the only place where he's ever seen anything that's like like played against respectable football players that like Mm -hmm. challenge him in any way and so he has such a long way to go like obviously practice and those sort of things but playing in the nfl at live game speed for a whole game is just such a different beast than anything he's ever experienced and I, i worry of like holds and those sort of things thankfully the nfl has just kind of said like holding that's an antiquated rule um <laughs> which i love but it's uh they brought out you're taunting. Ob- right exactly you're, ob- I, I mean, you're obviously not a defensive player because it's driving those guys mad i know right well it, it really sucks when they do it to von miller but they've been doing to him his whole career if you're the ravens do you do you start looking to supplement what you've got up front with an a or b gap blips blitz if the broncos are going if the Broncos are going young across the middle, I mean, all day long, yeah. Yeah. Yep. send Patrick Queen up the right. middle. Oh, I mean, absolutely. That's that's use them. That scares me. Yeah, is 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 him being used on a blitz, and then my and then Miners and Muti like okay, the heads on a swivel. Muti's ahead of Miners clearly, but even so, yeah, if he has to start, you're still talking about somebody who's on start number three in his career, and then you and then the most stable guy in the middle is a second year center who's still learning and developing a lot this is where also you probably may use Andrew Beck a lot more out of necessity because you may need to go with more eye formation offset eye looks to have somebody pick that up and help the interior guys out in pass pro what I will say is the counter for the other side of that is uh, teams have been blitzing the Broncos on the edges to try and take away the bootleg stuff Mm -hmm. and it's been working like you see, if you watch highlights of Teddy Bridgewater running boots this year, every year there's or every play there's someone in his face that he's trying to run away from. If you start committing guys up the middle, that could help the Broncos at least get on the get out on the edge on those plays. Uh, all right, guys, the bus for this weekend, the party bus, is almost sold out. So if you're hoping to hop Ooh. on the DNVR party bus to the DNVR tailgate and then you get a ride back afterwards, which the best part in my mind uh it's so hard leaving stadiums these days but you'll just have a bus waiting for you 30 minutes after the game go back right back to the tailgate hop on the bus they'll take you back to the dnvr bar then there was like it was like a third party right because people come to the bar they go to the tailgate that's like party number one maybe even party number two then you go to the game that's a whole other party then you come back afterwards party number three talk about a sunday fun day 
but we've got I think we have 16 spots left on this Sunday's bus um, so if those sell out today maybe we think about getting another bus but you want to make definitely uh, jump in on that today before those go away and of course if you just want to come to the tailgate you can do that too it's 20 bucks for all you can eat pizza lots of beers i'm not going to say all you can drink because that sounds like a challenge uh, and i don't want to challenge you in that way but there's tons of beer to drink and then we are upping the uh the games portion of the tailgate this week we're going to bring more uh, better cornhole more drinking games can jam by the way that that created a uh, debate in the office yesterday do you know what can jam is uh, of course i do i, I have no clue <laughs> okay. is it a fort collins Are you thing surprised i don't think so okay I think it's just a, okay. a classic yard game. Okay, so you obviously know. Yeah, I love what it. you're talking about. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's very fun. So that we'll have that there. That should be a good time. Okay, what is it, though? <laughs> to to simplify it, basically, you and I, would, if we were on a team, you'd be standing behind a, like a trash can on the other side. Mm -hmm. I'm standing behind one on, on my side. I throw a Frisbee. You try to knock it in into the trash can. So you're just going, it's like Frisbee alley-oop. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Good See, way to, there's some what, other rules, but we don't need that's to do what I That's what I would have called it. I would have called it like Frisbee alley-oop, not or can Frisbee-oop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, <laughs> make sure you get your tickets. It's going to be an absolute blast. Uh, if you want to get on the bus, you definitely got to move quick. And guys, you also have to check out our friends over at Mint Mobile because speaking of moving quick, they've got very quick cell phone service at a very affordable price. Guys, just starting at $15 a month, you get unlimited text, unlimited talk, and you get your data plans starting there. And you can get better data plans, but, but it's still going to cost you just a fraction of the price. And the reason is, is it's not too good to be true. The reason is, is they don't have any physical stores. So they avoid all of that overhead cost. What you do is go to mintmobile.com slash DNVR, and they send you a SIM card. That SIM card, all you do is put in the phone that you already have, and you get to keep the same number that you have. So literally nothing changes in your life except you're saving lots of money every single month. In fact, you could you could do a, a family plan uh, on Mint Mobile and probably pay less than you'd pay for one single line. So make sure to check them out over at mintmobile.com slash DNVR. We've all done it, and guys, it is so easy. The SIM card comes, you download an app, you put it in your phone, and boom, there you go. You're off and running with the exact same cell phone service that I had before. It's just a fraction of the price. Make sure to check them out to save money over at mintmobile.com slash DNVR. Also, check out our friends over at Ball who are hiring for their plant over in Golden. Of course, Ball is a wonderful place to work, Zach's aunt can tell you all about it. And yeah, Ball's Julie. been practicing <laughs> diversity and inclusion for years while other major companies just talk about it. Their culture of belonging has been noticed by the Human Rights Campaign. They have a corporate equality score of 100%. So objectively, your background, whatever that may be, will not prevent you from succeeding there. It's just about hard work and commitment and you can be free to be your authentic self when you work at ball once you work at ball there are lots of groups to join representing your unique background if you want to meet people reach new career heights get support ball sports groups like the society of women engineers and many others so if you want to join that team they're looking for people who have technical and mechanical skills to help them manufacture aluminum cans and bottles which they've been doing for a long time but they're doing even more now because they're making 101 billion cans a year over at their plant in Golden. Of course, aluminum is infinitely recyclable. That's one of the reasons why it's a great material to work with. So if you want to join Ball and do big things and make big things happen, text GOLDEN to 77222, and you'll link, be linked to open positions. You can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. That's jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN, or simply text GOLDEN to 77222 to be unstoppable at Ball. All right, boys, we got some super chats to hit here, Ooh. so let's get. Oh, we still didn't finish that. Okay. We got, we got one more one point. More. Last one. Shut down the red zone. And, guys, the reason for this, Broncos have the best red zone defense in the NFL. Ravens have the third best red zone offense in the NFL. So that's going to be so key in this game. And something that's also pretty basic, holding teams to field goals you win. Letting them score touchdowns, you lose, and that's going to be key in this game. I think this game is going to come down to just a couple of points, and that is going to be huge. Uh, if the Broncos can stop them, they'll win. And again, it basically comes down to stopping the run in the red zone. Right. Mm -hmm. um, if you can just bow your backs, and when they have you know, first and 10 from the 15, you hold them to one, uh, 
all of a sudden they're off schedule. They've got to, you know, they've got to throw it on second. You break it up, and now you're, you know, you're in a great position to force a field goal. It really comes down to that. Um, hopefully, it doesn't come down to a sixty-something yard <laughs> field goal at the end of the game. Because if Justin Tucker can do that at sea level, yeah, we may be talking about seventy. 70 yeah. Imagine if he breaks his record one week <laughs> after later. Oh boy! I mean, especially if they have an opportunity to, they got to try it, right? What if he breaks it at like sixty-nine yards nice. with with thirty-two seconds left? Yeah, nice. And then Brandon gets a chance with no time left from 70. That Wouldn't would that be, be something? Probably go down as one of the best <laughs> games ever. It would, but I mean, with all respect to Brandon McManus, I don't think he has that club in his bag. Mm. Damn. Speaking of clubs in the back, that's actually what I was thinking. So in golf, you say like from sea level to uh, altitude is about a 10% difference. Okay. Yeah. Um, so for justin tucker he could probably go over 70 from here yep yep he probably could mm -hmm. you probably don't want to stretch it to full 10 since he had to hit the crossbar but if you go like eight percent he's still over 70. it popped up on my timeline the other day that uh lane kiffin allowed sebastian janikowski to uh, uh attempt a, i think it was a 78 yarder or 76 yarder oh my it didn't even make it to the, yarder it didn't even make it to the end zone oh yeah. my goodness wow that's <laughs> embarrassing but it was at the end of the half and it didn't matter <laughs> well as we saw with Matt Prater's yes. long attempt, sometimes it does matter. Yes, sometimes the, it Bronco, does, but in this yeah, case, yeah. it didn't. And the Broncos did find that out back in uh, 02, I believe. Jason Elam had a long field goal attempt. Baltimore returned it all the way for a touchdown at the end of the first half. Do you remember how long it was? I believe it was like 107 yards. The, the kick. The kick, I think the kick was like... Uh, I want to say it was like 58. Oh, now. not even Ugh. in the 60s. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't as long as some of these yeah. impossibly long attempts. In today's day and age, Keith, I wouldn't even yeah. send someone back on a 58-yard yeah. no, field no. goal. The thing I remember is less the distance. I remember Keith Burns getting blown up by a Raven mm. on the return. It was just, didn't happen often. Yeah, it was, a, Burns it, was, blown up. it was an awful night. That, and that put the Broncos behind 31-3 at halftime to a team led by Chris Redman. Oh, my God. Who? That was bad. Exactly. <laughs> Did he wear number two? No, I think I want to say he wore like another single digit, not number seven. That was Kyle Bowler. I think he oh. wore number two. That'd be impressive. All right, we have lots <laughs> of super chats. Was it jets. like number eight or number nine? Number eight would work in my head too. Uh, and you're also just used to seeing Baltimore quarterbacks wear number eight, right? True. That's Let's true. see it's here. Um, All right, it's not on his pro football. Oh wait, there it is. It, he wore. Oh, he did wear seven, so he had seven right before Kyle Bowler did. Interesting. Ooh, All right, yeah. I think we have about seven super chats to get here, <laughs> yeah, so let's let's go, uh, let's go uh, quickly uh, from uh, from Angel or Onhill. Uh, if Moore plays great, do we sign him for another year? Wow. Do, I mean, you're We're talking, talking about David Moore, right? Yeah, David Moore. His highlights are really good. The Broncos got a good guy off a of practice yeah. squad. They did a great George Payton did a great job mm -hmm. getting a, a guy that can play off the Raiders practice squad. A guy who's been productive. He's got 13 touchdowns. He's got over 1100 yards for his career. This he, he's not let's put it this way. He's not a developmental guy. Is he an every down guy? Probably not. Is he a good rotational receiver? Yes. I mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you're talking about resigning him. Yeah, I was well, going to say, but, but he he's a good band aid for this year. If he plays really well, yeah, you sign him to a vetman deal, and yeah. and that that's what we're talking about though. We're we're talking about him being the fifth guy on, on your team, and totally a fifth wide receiver. And there's nothing wrong with that, but he's mm -hmm. not going to become he's not going to overtake Jerry Judy or Tim Patrick or no. anything. Right, and the question is always, is he actually good or did he just play with Russell Wilson? Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, yeah. so we'll, we're about we'll, to find out. Yeah, exactly. Or as Kubiak would say, we're fixing to find mm -hmm. out. All right, next one. Um, we missed you yesterday, RK. Here's two dollars. Wow! Thank I, you so wow. much. If I leave for a day, can can I get two dollars? Yeah, where's my two dollars when I'm? <laughs> you know, I don't know, guys. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I could use a little money in the uh, road trip dinner fund. Uh, <laughs> two bucks that'll get you like a side of uh honey that, butter is there it'll, it'll, other... get you a, it'll get you a side of coleslaw at uh permani brothers there you oh. go i think next week are there even there dollar go. menus anymore in fast food McDonald's? places yes mcdonald's still has still it. has a dollar menu okay wendy's i don't think burgers. i don't think wendy's a dollar menu but it's what they call value, value menu, menu. Mm, that's yep. like a dollar 69 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> squeezing us uh another one here uh Ooh, and hell again 
trend that I'm catching on to. We are causing turnovers later in the game. We need to start with turnovers. Yes. I love that. That's a good point. Would, would you rather have turnovers early or late? Well, late to close it out. Right. Um, but I, I, I see what he's saying. In term, and that, that's kind of how sometimes sacks are. Sacks come at the end of a game. And sometimes they, they're, they're real sacks, and sometimes they're garbage time sacks. But you, you do want to see a little more at the beginning of a game. So I see what you're saying. But to Ryan's point, if you can close out a game with one, that that's key. Well, yeah. And if you can close it out the way the Raiders closed out the Ravens with a giveaway, that's the kind of thing you want. That's perfect. Yep. Yep. Man, that game. I, just looking back on that game, I just don't know what the hell the Ravens were thinking. Like, I'm just hoping they do the same dumb stuff in this game that they did in that one because the Broncos will have a great chance to win. Seriously. One thing that was evident, and I think it's it hasn't gone away, is with the injuries at running back, clearly when it comes to running backs in pass pro, they're struggling right now. They have not replaced what they lost right. before this season. And so that's I think that's going to play into the Broncos' hands as well to make Lamar Jackson uncomfortable. The thing is, you want to keep him in the pocket, but you don't want him escaping. That's where you get a pass rush going, take advantage of the running back struggling in pass pro, but then the guys on the edges have to be disciplined and not let Lamar out of the, out of the pocket. All right, what's next? Yeah, what is what is this one here? Ooh, oh. from Nick. Thank you. He says, RK's 133 greater than Justin Simmons' 3,200. So, of course, you know, Justin Simmons played in 3,200 straight snaps. Yes. Oh, now yeah. I know what it's referring uh, to. And yes. uh, he's referring to my streak of 133 wow. consecutive Buffs home games, which will end this Saturday, wow. sadly. You know, wow. I had I always had this vision of you being like these eventually being like these people in this sports illustrated article i read when mm -hmm. i was a kid there was an article about these fans that it, it was in the 80s like these fans that have been going to every game since like before the great depression <laughs> like there was like a, a usc fan and a nebraska fan and then like a a fan of a of i think north carolina a and t and some other people and i i always thought that would be you like you're 80 years old and you've been to like every buff game every buff home game since when did your streak start? 2001. Yeah. And how old were you? Nine. Yeah. See, like your 85-year-old Ryan Konigsberg, you've been to every buff, buff home game since you for 70-some years. But there's a probably a part in that article where they each describe how many people that they love that they let down to go to those games. <laughs> well, that they and uh, I couldn't be that, that guy anymore. Wedding yeah. Or yeah, exactly. Well, like, oh, I missed the birth of my child to go to. And it's like, <laughs> Jesus, man. Um, I commend you for that big time. Yeah, so I guess that's growing up a little bit. Um, <laughs> well, like, or and honestly, well, missing like, a funeral, like because pe what if you go to the game instead of the funeral, and the rationalization you have is, well, the friend would have wanted me to be here. I mean, they probably would, <laughs> yes. um, but but the friend wouldn't have wanted their funeral on the game day. Right, exactly. That's true. Yeah, yeah. don't ever put my funeral on the game day. Right? <laughs> it's my last dying wish. Um, yeah, so uh, the streak is uh, sadly coming to an end. I would be lying if I said it didn't have anything to do with how bad the buffs are um but it mostly has to do with with uh wanting to be a, a better friend oh i died that that's pretty cool and six days after justin simmons streak ends your streak ends yes uh me and justin i don't know can have a beer about it <laughs> yes and you made 1999 off it. and i made 20 bucks which will buy yeah. me like uh one drink in la this weekend oh there you go continue that streak start yeah. a streak exactly new streak starts uh probably with a buffs win Touch wood against Arizona in two weeks. There we go. There we go. <laughs> All right. Last one of the super chats uh, from. Oh, another one. All right. Well, uh, Greg says, I'm really only concerned with our offense against better teams and containing the run, whether Lamar uh, or just one of their many running backs, many running backs, but none of them are really worth anything. Yeah. They're you know kind of one foot in the grave. Some of these guys at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that if I had to make a bold prediction about what happens this week, it would be the whole world isn't necessarily talking about the Broncos. The whole world's talking about the Broncos defense because they held the Ravens to 14 points or 13 points. And that's how they won the game. And as great as Teddy Bridgewater is and has been up to this point, we haven't been talking about the Broncos as having one of the best offenses in the NFL, but they are outperforming what they need to do. The defense needs to be elite for this team to make the, the playoff or to, 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 to be really good. And the offense just needs to be average. 
Right now, guys, the offense is a borderline top 10 offense. So they are outperforming themselves. So you're right. If the Broncos are going to be a great team, it's going to be because of their defense. And that's what people are going to be talking about, especially when you're shutting down Lamar Jackson. On a per-possession basis, they actually are a top 10 offense across the board. Adjusted points per possession, 10th. Net yards, 5th. Time of possession, 1st. Drives ending in turnovers, they're 8th. So there's nothing... There's nothing illegitimate about what they're doing now. People say, oh, what about the competition? Well, I decided to say, okay, I want to compare this team to last year's team. They've played three defenses that were 16, 23, and 27 in DVOA on Football Outsiders, right? So I went again, I went and looked at what the Broncos did against defenses that were 16 or lower in DVOA last year. The guys, they are averaging nearly eight-tenths of a point more per possession and you figure an average game has about 10 possessions, that's basically eight points more per game with an average number of possessions. They're averaging 10 more yards every drive than they did last year. These are things that just they add up. They keep the defense off the field. They're, yeah. hold, they're holding on to the ball for over a minute longer per drive than they were last year, last year against those comparable back half of the league defenses. What's crazy is how much in really in 2021 and in the last few years 10 yards really matters just mm -hmm. because of how good the punters are mm -hmm. because basically if you get one first down on a drive your punter can flip the field now sam martin not quite as good as uh, some of the other mm -hmm. ones in the league but basically like you think about it when you're playing a team with a really good punter if they're punting from the 30 like they're putting you inside the 20 or at least right. on the 20. yep it it's is crazy. so crazy like i I almost wonder if eventually we're going to get to a point where they're going to have to like change the punting rules or something to not allow punters to hit because they're only get, it's only going to keep getting further. Yeah. Yep. There might be a point where a three and out is fine. You just bomb it to the other <laughs> side of the field. And when everyone gets their Bajorkins, then they'll be yeah. they'll be doing that. Put some respect on that man's name. It's Bajorquez. Bajorquez. There Did we go. Did you say Bajorkins? I said Bajorquez. <laughs> <laughs> and Mace, you, you wrote a great article about that, yeah. just de detailing that even more. And you guys can find it over at thednbr.com. Thank you for the plug. It's you know, but it, it was interesting, and I thought. And I put that in there to compare them against back half of the league defenses because you know the argument. Oh, what look what they're doing right. against lesser competition. Well, they're profoundly better against lesser competition than they were against the same caliber, caliber of defense last year. And if you have that with the way the defense is playing, you have something that's probably going to, to work. I, I finish. Sometimes you dive into something and it changes your, your perspective. I When I was done writing that story, I think I may have changed my prediction on this game, but we'll get into that tomorrow. Mm, love it. Love it. All right. Before we move on, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Solace Meds who have smoking hot deals this month. And the best part about Solace Med is the discount parlay. Yes, I did create that term. I love it. Uh, you can parlay all of their discounts together to create a super discount. Uh, and unlike a, a regular parlay, this one has a 100% chance of hitting. Uh, what you can do is go to any of their convenient Colorado locations in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, one just off of Broadway and one blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. And then you capitalize on their great deals. So they've got 25% off Can America gummies, 20% off strains, tinctures, 25% off rock and cartridges, 20% off glacier concentrates. You say, okay, that's a good deal. Then you go to the desk and you say, hey, I'm, uh, I'm with the DNVR squad. I'm using the code DNVR20. So then they give you another 20% off Ooh. on top of that. And then they say, well, just because we love you and you're part of the DNVR fam, we're also going to give you a free solace bar or king cone of your choice. Uh, and then you uh, get to combine all three of those into one incredible package. Thanks to our friends over at Solace Meds. So check them out, S-O-L-A-C-E-Meds.com. Talking about incredible packages. <laughs> Got to tell you about Such our an friends over at Manscaped, where you need to make your package look incredible. And there's no better way to do it than with the Lawnmower 4.0. Guys, I tell you all the time about how it's waterproof. Wireless charging so the battery lasts forever. Uh, it has the LED light. But one thing that you can't overlook is the advanced skin-safe technology because the last thing you want to do to your incredible package is nick it 
And with the advanced skin safe technology, you are not going to do that. And you find that on their Lawnmower 4.0. Get that. And also check out the Performance Package 4.0, which you'll get the Lawnmower 4.0. You'll get the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver, uh, a, a boxer briefs, the best performance boxer briefs you'll get, and a travel bag to put all of this stuff so you can have it anywhere you go. And you can get this for 20% off and free shipping over at manscaped.com. Just use the code DNVR and you'll get 20% off and free shipping. You know what? If you're taking advantage of Manscaped and if you're taking care of things down there, you're going to want a little extra energy, right? Mm, yeah. You don't want to share what uh, you've, you've share your cultivated from Manscaped. Yes, share your package. But you need a little extra energy sometimes to get going. Well, Strava Craft Coffee can help you out with that. not where it sounded that. like that was going. Yes, because you have a little coffee. You get, you, you, get, you get those vibes going. You feel good. You get the energy going. The other thing is Strava Craft Coffee is CBD infused. So are you saying uh, Strava Craft Coffee is a certified aphrodisiac? It might be. <laughs> but I know this, that if you've got some aches and pains that are maybe keeping you from wanting to perform, maybe you've had some headaches and that's keeping you from performing, <laughs> you have some of that CBD infused coffee you might find that cbd will help take care of those headaches i've found that out as well from tip from some cbd supplements like the stuff from strava craft coffee and guess what they've got a new discount code for you they've you know about the code dnvr20 well now it's dnvr25 for 25 percent off your order and if you want to subscribe and get a discount all the time Every in every two, four, six, eight weeks, however often you need your coffee to come, you can subscribe to Strava Craft Coffee and get twenty percent off your Strava order for life. So if you want, or if you want to just try it once, come to the DNVR bar, have some of the Strava's incredible cold brew. It's on tap at the DNVR bar. If you never tried the rich CBD infused Strava Craft Coffee, use the code twenty five percent save twenty five percent off your first order. CBD infused coffee coffee can help with chronic headaches, joint pains, IBS, and so much more. And guess what? And you know what? You can might find it helps you with something different. So check out Strava Craft Coffee. Use the code DMVR25. Get 25% off or become a subscriber and get 20% off for life at Strava Craft Coffee. All right. Do we have any more Super Chats that we needed to get? Oh, you bet we do. Oh, <laughs> all right. And we got Super Chats. Then we got to get to questions from uh, the listener. So we will move quickly here. I love the Super chat. Shout out to you mm -hmm. guys. All right. Uh, another one from Angel. Uh, what week will PS2 get his pick six? Pittsburgh. Okay. I like Ben's going to be tossing them. Pittsburgh. Yes. Mm. Damn it. You took my pick. <laughs> um, I'm in on that too. I'm going to sit on it. Nah, I'm going to, I'm just going to go a little bit later and say he's going to, he's going to make Taylor Heineke reach for a Heineken. Mm. Mm. I love it. Reach for his Heine as he's chasing him. Yeah. All right. What else? Oh, Nick coming back. Oh, Nick. He wow. says, Zach, here's for never using Packers sleeves on your soda cans. Wow. <laughs> Called out. Oh, you went no sleeveless. Sleeve okay, no there we go. Yeah, I went, Nick, well, that's for I you, went, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I have sleeves, but I went sleeveless on my thing. I should have just gone with a Braves one today. Mm. I think you should have gone sleeveless on your arms. Why? It's cool out. It was like 58 degrees right. when I left my place. I think our first, the first show, all oh, pants. Oh, wow. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah, we're, I don't we're back to wearing. <laughs> so we're back to wearing pants here on the show? I mean, do we do we want to do a pantsless show at some point? Yeah, people have Good. been asking yes. for that uh, <laughs> yes. on DNVR OnlyFans. New, new uh, pants, no pants Tuesday? I mean, what do we want to do here? Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, it's supposed to be like 50 and rainy this evening. Uh, yeah, I don't like that. Nope, hate uh, it. We need mm. a little rain, though. It's my card. All right, from J-Day, uh, <laughs> it was Ray Lewis with that big hit, Mace. Also, yep. uh, who are your guys' surprise player this week? For some reason, I think Bryce will get a pick in this game. Oh, uh, I'm going to say surprise player is Caden Stearns. Oh, mm. again? Yes. Oh. Well, I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a pick or anything like that. I just think uh, maybe he plays a game that has Broncos fans buzzing a little bit. And, and I think Albert O will will have a big game. Nice. I'm gonna. Is it? Would it be a surprise to say Noah Fant? Yeah. No. After I'll allow what's it. happened, yeah. Okay, I, I'm gonna go Noah Fant. There nice. we go. Noah Fant huge. goes off. To, on Sunday. Okay. Last one here again from Angel. Thank, Thank you for you, all the super chats. Uh, see y'all when the Lions come to Denver. I'm coming from California with my girl. Let's Excited to go. join y'all Sunday. That'll be awesome. Make Let's sure you get signed go. up for the DNVR yes. tailgate and all that. Let, let me ask you guys this because Angel's coming for the Lions game and pe people can only some, sometimes only come to one game a year. 
do you choose a game that's a better matchup, a better team coming in, or do you choose one that's a more likely win? I, one it depends on the quality of your team. Right. Okay. So for me, the Broncos aren't quite to the point yet where I'm saying, like, you got to get the Chiefs tickets. Right. Um, because I just think you're going to have more fun if they win. Now, it's it's like a bet, right? The you know yeah. if you bet yeah. on the Broncos to beat <laughs> yeah. the Chiefs, you have a lot more fun when they win because mm-hmm. you you know you get six to one or whatever mm-hmm. it might yeah. be. Um, but this is a big bet that you're making. Yeah. It's just maybe just better to take a nice easy money line. And that's yeah. what the Lions are. Yes. Right well, now. hopefully your streak got me thinking that you're kind of you're you're bailing on the SC game. Not that SC is anything special this year. But you're going to be back for the Arizona game, uh-huh. which is basically one of the few games that if you're a Buff fan, you can put in Sharpie as a mm, dub. I don't put anything in Sharpie. But it should be Arizona's. They lost to Northern Arizona. So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And I you mean, did not lose to Northern Colorado. And Northern Colorado beat Northern Arizona. Oh, yeah. my goodness. <laughs> Does Arizona have a win? No. They no. haven't won in uh, about 7,000 days. I mean, uh, wait. Did they not win last year? No, they didn't win last year. Oh my so 700 gosh. and I think it's no. actually in into the thousands. Wow. I don't know why 7000 was in my head, but I think that it was like is pathetic. 1700 maybe? I don't wow. Know. Yeah, their last win was I'm looking it was in 2019 sometime. They okay, went so. they went 4 and 8 that year. Gosh. So are they into the thousands? Uh no, they wouldn't be into the thousands. It'd be they 700s. W- I think you're right. Okay, yeah, I was yeah, in yeah. the 700s. Their last win was October 5th, 2019. 7,000 against the buffs. So disrespectful. Oh, no, against the buffs. Was it really? Yes, 35 30. That was a Khalil Tate game. Yeah. Oh, yep. (laughs) They were four. They were four and one. Speaking of Lamar Jackson, Khalil Tate. Khalil Tate was the Lamar Jackson of the Pac 12. Yes, he was. He was. Only when he played the buffs, though. Um, Anyways. Uh, I don't know. I had seven thousand. That's hilarious. That would be a long time. <laughs> it's seven hundred. It is seven hundred. Yeah, I just it's added a zero. <laughs> yeah, add a zero. It's fine. Um, okay. Any more super chats? No. Okay. Now we can get into the comments <laughs> from our listeners and members at DNVR, the DNVR dot com. Uh, so make sure you become a member there. This one's from Jock, who says, "Which Broncos player, in your experience, was the best all time when it came to dealing with the media?" Oh wow. Um. Okay, I hate to choose one. There have been so many. I'll just name some that I like. Keith Byrne is getting another shout-out on this podcast. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was terrific. Uh, John Lynch, as a star player with media, always had time, all, always tremendous. Um, once you got past the gruff exterior of Rod Smith, he was gold. Mm. Like We kind of had this thing when I was covering him where I'd ask him something, and he's like, hell no! And then he'd like, quietly say, what you want, man? <laughs> Rod, Rod's Rod's still the best. I see him from time to time. He's and he still kind of plays that up. It's 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 all good. Um, let's see. Brandon Stokely. No surprise that he went in the media because in all of his stints here, he was tremendous. Um, Justin Simmons. Justin right Simmons. Now. Is, we're, we're, only uh, two-time Good Guy yeah. Award winner ever. Chris Harris yep. Jr. So I was yep. gonna choose yep. Chris. Yeah. Chris was my favorite. Yeah. Um. Mostly just because like he would give good answers on camera, mm-hmm. and you could have great conversations yeah. with him off camera. Some guys are one or the other. Yeah. Like right. Justin, yeah. I personally haven't had a lot of like great locker room conversations with Justin, um, but he's amazing when you put a camera up. You a- know, Akib. It was Akeeb. also fantastic. Akib was great. Yeah. Brandon Marshall as well. Man, that, that 2015 team was full of those guys. Like, yeah. Well, Anderson. when you win, everyone yeah. exactly. a lot easier to talk to. It's, it's, it's harder when you're losing. I admit kind of I have – there are more of those guys when you're winning. But I also – when you're lo- – a team that was a bad Bronco team, 2010, a guy who was always good with us in the media was – Brian Dawkins. Yeah, mm-hmm. and of I guess I take back what I said about Justin a little bit. It's not that he's like not willing right. to talk to you off camera. It's just like guys like Chris Shane Ray is another mm-hmm. one who like mm-hmm. you could just talk to for like thirty straight minutes while you're mm-hmm. sitting in the locker room. Justin's yep. got probably better things to do. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Next one from Windy City Broncos says the one thing that hasn't been proven about this team is the ability to come from behind. This team is built well for keeping a lead and we've shown that ability in spades. Mm-hmm. If Teddy can go lead an 80-yard touchdown drive in a late game 2-minute drill, then we are definitely for real. If he can do that, then I think he's a complete answer at quarterback. Can't wait to find out. It's probably the worst attribute of his career mm-hmm. to this point. Uh, is his ability to lead late game comeback drives. I think he's had 12 opportunities mm-hmm. uh, and he's only done it once. 
Um, so you're asking a lot for him to suddenly be good at that, but confidence goes a long way, man. If they, if, if they had that opportunity this week, I would be confident in Teddy because I think Teddy would be really confident in Teddy. You say confidence goes a long way. And, uh, I kind of wonder if that narrative would have been different if Blair Walsh makes that kick in Minnesota back in January 2016 when Teddy did lead the Vikings through the Legion of Boom into what should have been a sure chip shot field goal that that Walsh missed. Bad hold, bad kick, everything about it. Maybe the narrative and maybe what happens after that is different for Teddy. Very true. If you have that. But... Everything seems it seems like Teddy has finally gotten back to where he was before the injury derailed him. And maybe this is kind of the fresh start. And if he has that opportunity, you'll see what you're looking for this time. I hope so. It's a great stat, unfortunately. Yeah, but a, a great stat. Is, yeah. uh, next one from Lionel Hutt's attorney. Law says, gentlemen, out of curiosity, do either of you know what the story is behind Teddy wearing gloves? I don't. I don't either. Mace, do you know? I meant to look this up last night um, and I didn't. He oh here it is, he played wide receiver in high school. And that and was got it. used to wearing gloves. I, I was think I, I was actually thinking like oh was he just like messing around one day mm-hmm. like playing wide receiver and then just threw it and was like oh wow kind of like the way a lot that better. I don't know how he does yeah. it because I've thrown with and without gloves too, and throwing with gloves feels so unnatural. It reminds yeah. me of putting with a glove. You know I, I don't know if if you guys have that experience but like. Usually, most golfers get to the green. You take your glove off just to have more feel of the club. And if you putt with a glove, it just feels like your left hand is like not even on the club for some reason, even though you're doing it the whole rest of the round. Same thing I feel about wearing. It doesn't feel like your hand is on the ball. It just feels weird. That's interesting. Do you wear two gloves when you hit or just one? No, just one. See, I've been known to wear two gloves. Now, he said this. This was to uh, Nine News uh, actually earlier this month. He say, "quote I played wide receiver or in high I played some wide receiver in high school. There were times in the middle of the drive I might have to go to quarterback. I didn't have time to throw the gloves off. I'd go in and play quarterback with the gloves. And then when I got to Louisville, I was a mid-year guy because he came in. Uh, he in, he was an early enrollee. I graduated from high school early. Quote It was very cold to me coming from South Florida, and we were throwing the type of football not suited for cold weather. So I decided to throw the gloves on. I started having success in spring ball there we right go. when I got there, and I ran with it. Uh, how about that? That's pretty pretty cool. Makes sense. Yeah. Next one's from Orange Crushing. It says, haven't commented in a long time, but here we go. You guys said something yesterday that bothered me a bit oh. about the coaching staff's plans. You mentioned that they likely had a KJ Hamler package where they were reserving uh, for when they had to score a lot of points. You know what you never hear about the Chiefs? That they've been holding on to the Tyreek Hill package for a rainy day. They can score a 70-yard TD on any given play, and I think it's a big reason that they get a ton of practice by deploying their weapons at full strength regardless of the competition. Great teams will line up against the worst teams and drop 50 just because they can. I know Fangio and Shermer want to play it safe, but I've always been skeptical about the Broncos' prospects long-term until the overall philosophy in the building changes. The idea of playing good defense and having a solid run game with few turnovers just doesn't compete in the league where the best teams are scoring 40-plus on a weekly basis. That's not true. Uh, it worked for Denver in 2015, but that was a generational defense. This defense is good, but we're not talking about an equivalent of what we had that year. I think they make the playoffs and lose in round one and two, but until coaches start coaching to win instead of coaching not to lose, I think they're going to fall very short every year. I love 3-0, and and I'm very happy about how they've been playing. I just hate seeing dive plays on second and 10 every single game. Vanilla offense will get beat up on bad teams. I just think it's going to fall flat when they see a great defense on the other side of the field. Mm. Okay, a couple narratives that i just don't agree with here first i pointed it out no one scores 40 a game no one even scores 30 a game generally um there's like one or two teams that only get just over 30 yes in terms of average yeah even today it's remarkable right um the other thing there is that the chiefs are always dialing up the tyreek hill plays that's also not true you'll see them play games down to their competition for the exact reason we're talking about here they don't want to pull out all the stops then when they if 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 it doesn't work for them and they get into the fourth quarter and it's still a close game then you'll see them you know go deeper into the bag the difference here i think is that the bag for them is so deep the tyreek hill package is like 100 plays right so they don't have to hold them back and the the other truth is that tyree kill can just handle a lot more usage than kj hamler has 
proven he's able to handle. And the other thing is how long have they been running that scheme with those right. skill players? That matters they stack as well. Stack up. Yeah, they, they stack up. You're in year, year, year two with Pat Shermer here, and you've got a, a lot of young guys. You don't yet have all of that, all of that stuff in your toolbox just yet. So it does, I think, take a little time. And now, I mean, I, I get your concern here, but I would also say for the overall team building philosophy, this is kind of an old school take, but a wise man in football told me once. You have to learn how not to lose before you learn how to win. Also, I would say that going to the playoffs and losing in the first round is a successful season, a very successful season for the Broncos mm -hmm. this year, and that would be moving in the right direction for this coach. And they're 100%. not going to lose in the first round of the playoffs because they were holding something for the second round of the playoffs. <laughs> right, and, I wouldn't think so. And really, I mean, if you've got a potential sale of the team coming into play, there is there's urgency in that building to get to the playoffs because effectively you might be this season might be your audition for getting some time from from a new owner all right Mason, for everybody next, next right up for you right up to the gm it's from count brigula i have to get used to that still used to count i Michael. know does anyone know why dt was not as at the home opener as advertised also would jamie collins be worthwhile just for veteran presence playoff experience love the count it's good question. i don't know why we DT. don't know yeah. but I don't have a good feeling about it. Yeah, it's um, a really good observation, Count. Um, Tim Patrick even wore a Demarius Thomas jersey into the stadium. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, everyone was expecting DT to be there. I, don't, I hope... I hope it's okay. Hope he's okay. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's that's all I could say. Yeah, I agree with that. Next one from Melbourne Broncos says, Hi, guys. I agree with the comment yesterday from a YouTube fan about Shermer holding back plays for big games coming up. I think Fangio would be, would be doing the same. Holding plays back so teams can't plan is the smart move. So that's funny. In three mm -hmm. comments, we had two opposite views of that. Well, and, and they're 3-0. No. So whatever they did was right. Yep. Um, now, you you know, you could say, well, you could have put up 40 on the Jets. Yes, you could have. Mm -hmm. uh, you actually could have done it if Javante Williams didn't just make two mistakes. Yep. Um, but you still got the dub. But you got the dub. Convincing dub, dub too, And by who the cares? Way. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they use that same RPO with Noah Fant um, on the goal line this week. Mm, we'll mm. love it. We'll love it. Yep. Love Thunder Down Under says, man, I feel like we all forgot about Bryce Callahan. That dude was a top slot corner last year, and he's looked flawless this year. Or, or has he looked flawless this year, or am I missing something? He's looked pretty good to me. Yep. Yeah. We haven't talked about him because yeah. he's good. And cornerbacks, uh, just like offensive linemen, if you don't talk about him, it's a good thing. You're looking at a scenario where the, the, guy who, the guys who've been tested have been Fuller and Pat Sertan. Sertan being tested because he's a rookie. Aside from a couple of hiccups from Fuller, he's passed the test. Yeah. Aside from a couple of hiccups from Pat Sertan, he's passed the test. All right, we got a couple more yeah. that we got to hit here. Rapid fire. Yeah. Sir James says, Mace had mentioned the 2002 Bucks as a comp, but the more I watch this team, the more parallels I see with the 2003 Panthers. Defensive-minded coaching staff, tenacious secondary, and almost dominant def defensive line. A scrappy young offense led by a quarterback that bounced around the league, NFL Europe, and was really uh, counted out along the way. Jake DeLome even lost the initial QB battle in camp, only to be inserted after halftime when Rodney Pete had a meltdown mm -hmm. of a first half in week one. An almost, uh, and an almost automatic kicking situation. The 2003 Panthers team was not supposed to do the things they did and were counted out every step of the way. They were only a John Casey kickoff away from winning the Super Bowl that year. It's a great comp. They went 11-5 and five and uh, won a couple of road games in the playoffs, beat the, beat the still potent Rams in St. Louis in overtime, the famous ex-clown play from um, Jake DeLome to Steve Smith. And the one thing you think about, they had an explosive component to their offense, even though... Jake DeLome was in his first full year as a starter. That explosive component was both Steve Smith and Muslim Muhammad as the, as the other wide receiver. And you haven't seen that except for glimpses, but that's one reason why I think it's an interesting parallel because you get Jerry Judy healthy, Cortland Sutton keeps working his way back. Maybe you can do some of those types of things to, str to stretch the field and be dynamic that – allow you to that allow you to make the kind of run the Panthers did because that's 
what that's what pushed them over the top was the fact that they could go vertical, that they had two receivers that were tough to defend. And we'll end on this one, guys, from True Champ Fan 24 and it's a cool one. He says, My people is hearing all these stories about the bar and other members traveling out there is bumming me out. I'm missing the party. I already have a trip planned out for next year. Just waiting on tickets for next season. I got two of my buddies all hyped for DNVR, and they aren't even Colorado sports fans. Hope everyone mm. is doing well. Love you all. Man, that is cool. Love to hear it. Can't wait for next year. Wish you could find a way to make it out here this year, um, which I know tons of people will be this weekend. So, again, yes. one last reminder uh, to get in on your tickets to the tailgate or especially get in on your tickets to the bus if you are going to take the bus to the tailgate because those actually sell out. Tailgate, we've got quite a lot of room over there. So, hopefully, we uh, fill it up even more this week. Mm -hmm. uh, also, make sure you check out our friends over at msudenver.edu slash online to see all they have to offer. Uh, they are amazing. Great place to further your education while working a full-time job. Uh, I want to give a shout out to everyone who left a super chat. Shout out to all the Ravens fans in the comments helping boost up our numbers. <laughs> and uh, shout out to you guys for a great show. We'll see you guys later. Take you back.